Welcome to episode 28 of Music City Horror. I think that's right. I'm not going to check. Yes. Um, cool. <laughs> right. right. Um, we are man down, per usual, but is Kayla, Elena, and Eli here? Uh, we're not going to have a super long, uh, like front of the sh- episode. Um, we are interviewing Rocky Gray, um, a composer and director of, um, a lot of cool indie horror films here in the last five years or so, the barn 1031, um, stuff like that. He was also in a couple little bands that you might've heard of. So we, <laughs> um, we're going to spend most of the episode, um, hanging with him uh, we usually do a, uh, kind of dig into the new stuff hitting, uh, coming out in the next month. Um, and we didn't do that. So we will post that on, you know, by February 1st or February 2nd, um, talking about what's on Netflix and Hulu and Shutter and all that good stuff. Um, do you want to mention the Ted Bundy thing or? <laughs> yeah, we were just talking about the, uh, Ted Bundy uh, documentary on Netflix or docu series, I guess we should call it. Um, and so we're, I just dived into it tonight. And I know, Lena, you just mentioned that you were uh, planning on it. So yes, <laughs> we're soon. We're going to be into it pretty soon. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a lady's like worst nightmare sort of situation where it's like this really good looking guy who's like not creepy on the surface turns out to actually be super creepy and like a murderer. So, um, there's something about it where I just have to watch it. I got to learn more, you know, so we can stay sexy and not get murdered. (laughs) That's an important goal for men and women. I, you know, I think that's a good goal for everyone. It's like, stay sexy. sexy. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised if that ended up on a shirt somehow. Yeah, you know, I, I have a feeling I've probably seen several people wear those shirts since it, <laughs> it's like most popular podcast ever. Maybe. Not ever. I mean, they're serial, but it's pretty close. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. That's that's new. That's on Netflix. So, yeah. um, But we'll have the full list uh, up on our website, musiccityhorror.com. And either the first or the second. If it's not on exactly the first, cut us some slack. <laughs> and, um, but we do have another edition of. And now it's time for another exciting edition of Lena's Fun Facts, brought to you by Lena Harrington. All right, take it away, Miss Lena. Thank you, Eli. Um, For this week's latest fun facts, I have five industry fun facts from a lifetime of making indie horror films. uh, From Don Coscarelli, who directed uh, Phantasm. So I actually got this from crack.com. Go ahead and give a shout out to them where I found these. But I wanted to do something that related to our interview Um, because, you know, I've never directed an indie horror film, so we're going to talk about, you know, five different things you may run into or might not have thought of, um, when making a movie. So number one, low budget stunts plus a young crew equals lots of near deaths. So (laughs) (laughs) obviously that makes sense. Um, but from the phantasm point of view, 
uh, an example at the end of the movie, um, they need a big windstorm. So they've got one of those giant fans um, and it ended up being a cold night. So they ran out and bought some of those chief scarves to wear. Um, and when it was time to turn off the fan, one of the actors ran over and his scarf got caught in in the fan. <laughs> like oh you God. do. Um, <laughs> but since it was a cheap scarf, it just snapped right off. But hey, could have been a near death experience or just, you know, great for a horror film. I don't know. <laughs> Checks out. <Wow. laughs> Number two. Old special effects needed both longevity and dumb luck because CGI d- that didn't exist like way back in the day. It does now, but you know, who can afford that? So handmade gadgets and a willingness to make like a bloody mess uh, is a must. Mm. Uh, kind of another obvious one, uh, depending on your budget, I guess. Uh, number three, this is the most interesting one to me. It's easier than ever to make a movie and then to have it ignored. So what that means is, you know, from going, you know, way back in the day, I say way back in the day, like my childhood, VHS to DVD to streaming. The challenge now is getting through all the clutter because there's so many different movies out now coming out. So many streaming movies. It's hard to get noticed unless you're really lucky. Um, I couldn't find any up-to-date info, but um, in 2015, IMDb said 9,719 movies came out. So that's not just, you know, box office. That's, you know, straight to DVD, streaming, et cetera, et cetera. So you really got to stand out these days. Wow. Holy crap. (laughs) Easy. You know, it's cheaper, almost cheaper to make a movie now. But you also have to figure out how to get noticed. Mm. So that's a, one of those things that indie filmmakers have to, to battle. Um, number four, you have to be a good businessman. You got to make a pitch. You got to get the money because some people spend a decade getting together money, the actors, the marketing. Um, an example of that is Phantasm Two came out nine years after the first one. Because, so there's a lot of hard work that goes into it. And number five, and I think this is most, you know, one of the more important ones. If you build a loyal fan base, good things will happen, which I, I totally believe nowadays, because I think back, you know, when I was younger, I didn't, I wasn't going around saying I loved horror movies. <laughs> it was weird back then. But now people kind of embrace it a little bit more. So word of mouth helps these movies to get out and to get noticed and whatnot. But those are my fun facts for this week. Um, Just, you know, I think from my perspective, it makes me appreciate these movies a whole lot more because there's so much that go into it and, you know, budgets and and whatnot. So I think a lot of people will uh, see more of that with our interview with Rocky and see what he does with – some indie films. So that's all I have. Absolutely. That's yeah. yeah. I think it's one of those things where you're like, Oh yeah, that's really, it must be hard to be an indie filmmaker, blah, blah, blah. But then you actually hear those facts and then you hear interviews with different indie filmmakers who have managed to 
make a movie, get it done and get it out there and realize like how much work it takes to get to that point that a lot of them don't even ever see the light of day. So it's kind of, it's just mind blowing. Um, Mm -hmm. That's really cool. But yeah, we love, we love our interview with Rocky. He's great. Yeah. Yeah, If you you don't know him um, from his music, which you can just Google that and you'll find all that information. Um, yeah, he's been doing some cool stuff. And um, like we talk about in the interview, um, like I've, I've found the 1031 movie and had no idea that I knew who he was or any connection to his other bands and stuff. And um, it's an anthology and there's some cool stuff. He actually directs one of the segments and um, – you know, I'd, I'd put it up there with like Tales of Halloween. I mean, it's just a fun, um, you know, I think there's four or five segments in it. And uh, watching it on VHS just kind of seals the deal. It's awesome. So, um, but yeah, we'll have information about the sequel that's coming out because they are greenlighting a sequel. And um, talk about some of his time in those previous bands and um leave the room and make him think he's talking to himself so (laughs) it it, it does get really funny so (laughs) definitely definitely check it out stick around (laughs) so yeah so we will have that when we come back So tonight we have a very special guest with us. Um, he has slowly made his name as um, uh, a composer. Um, person does the score for a lot of cool indie films. Um, he's also directed a little bit, and um, he's got a lot of cool stuff um, that he's already done in the last three to four years, and uh, a lot of cool stuff on the horizon. And um, so yeah, it was really cool for us uh, to interview Mr. Rocky Gray tonight. How's it going, man? It's going great. Thanks for having me. Thanks, man. So um, I don't I don't really talk about this much, um, but in my former life, I used to play guitar in a band called Wake the Light, and um, Rocky and I actually crossed paths probably you know ten years ago. Um, he was playing in a band called Machina, and I don't know, we probably played like four or five shows together. Um, I remember we played a show in Ohio with Saliva, and uh, y'all came to Cookville and played with us. That's where we were based at the time, and I think we, I don't know. So anyways, it was just kind of a small world when um, I got the the 1031 VHS and saw his names all in the credits and stuff and all that kind of stuff. So, um, so yeah, it's kind of weird how life takes you down different roads and stuff so um wait so you, did, you didn't know i was involved with that before you got the movie um no i didn't i that's well, awesome yeah i kind that of awesome. um it was um <laughs> you know obviously you don't have a you know john green name or something you know what i mean like it's definitely right, it sounds right. like a drummer's name but it just it didn't <laughs> it took me like I, I think i actually had to google it to be honest like oh wow that's yeah because i think honestly i think we might have just met and shook hands like once you know it wasn't like we were hanging out and stuff so like I don't even know if you would remember me or anything like that, you know. So, uh, but yeah, I definitely was like, "Oh wow, that's okay." Yeah, I did know that guy. So, um, 
I, it's just cool when yeah, I find things like like that out because yeah, I mean it's it's easy to you know it's like I did something and somebody knew me from an, one of the other bands and then checks the stuff out which is that's cool too but mm-hmm. it's really cool for me to to not even have that uh, in front and then somebody gets the movie or the soundtrack right. and then like oh that's that dude yeah. that's fun <laughs> for me that's fun yeah well it, it, so it went like this I saw the um, uh, and this will tie into something later on but I, I saw the the I don't know if it's the alternate movie poster, but the the one with the ghost, the floating. I was like, that's I don't even know what this is about, but that's awesome. <laughs> and then um, I just googled that a lot of the people had been in, uh, associated with the barn, which was a really cool kind of an indie thing. So that's that was it. Like those two mm-hmm. things is what really got me on board with that movie. And then it was probably like a month after I owned the VHS. I was like, Oh wow. I kind of know this dude. So, uh, <laughs> so that's, that's awesome. So, um, well, I guess we'll start with the first question instead of, you know, being all nostalgic stuff. Um, <laughs> so for, um, that's as long as I want to talk about that stuff. So, um, so for those that don't know, uh, who you are, tell us, you know, maybe give it like a two minute, you know, explanation of like your background, where you come from, you know, anything like that. Oh, um, (laughs) (laughs) so, uh, I'm Rocky Gray from Arkansas and I've been in a bunch of bands. Um, so a lot of records and then, uh, started, started, (laughs) Records, what are those? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then uh, worked my way into uh, film and video game scores. And then uh, started uh, doing podcast interviews. (laughs) We're pretty caught up now, right? (laughs) 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 Uh, I hate hate talking about myself. I, I don't it's weird for me. So it is. Yeah. That's, a, that's always a tough one. <laughs> yeah. I always think that's going to be a softball question, but like most people hate it. So I might have to rethink the first question <laughs> moving forward. Okay. This should be an easier one though. What were some of your favorite horror movies growing up? And since you were a composer, who were some of your favorite movie or horror composers? Um, well, I, my, my favorite of all time is uh, it's it's always a toss up. It's The Exorcist and Halloween, nineteen seventy eight, mm-hmm. um, and of course John Carpenter's score for that is that's one of all time favorites there. Um, and then after that, it's like oh man, there's so many. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, I like. Uh, uh, the Gates of Hell, Lucio Fulci. I like that. That's and uh, Fabio Fritzi's uh, score for that is one of my favorite scores. Um, um, and after that, I mean, if it's a possession movie or a, like a mass killer, then I probably like it a lot, probably. <laughs> but most of the classics, I mean, obviously Friday the 13th and, and things like that. Um, and, and the scores. It's like, uh, for me, 
if I like the movie, most likely that's probably one of my favorite scores as well. So uh, Halloween, uh, Gates of Hell, um, Friday 13th, uh, The Burning, The Usual Suspects here, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like uh, you go down the, the classics list, and I like all those, Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, but then, uh, I mean, and I like just, you know, um, a lot of indie movies that are coming out now I think are awesome too. Um, um, Devil's Candy, awesome. Yeah. Oh, oh yes, love yeah, we one. love that one. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Autopsy of Jane Doe, I, I like that one a lot. Yeah, uh, just things like that. Yeah, just uh, I, I really love possession movies, though. I don't know what it is, um, but ever since The Exorcist, I mean, it's if it's done well, I probably really like it. Um, Emily Rose, that's that's one of my favorite ones too. Oh, mm, Along so with good. that amazing uh, Christopher Young score he did for that. Yeah, those those are all awesome, awesome scores. <laughs> yeah. Um, before we get too deep into the horror stuff, we wanted to talk about Evanescence. You were the drummer of Evanescence. Um, yeah. I know I was a huge fan way back in the day when that first album came out. I was 18. <laughs> I was definitely the target market for that. Yeah. <laughs> so much yes. eyeliner. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. I yeah. mean, I've got blonde hair, but I definitely had kind of the blonde goth look going on, and it was oh, awesome. Right. Uh, yeah. You need to see photos. Of that, oh, I loved it. Yeah, I might post those later for fun. Uh, but how did you get involved, and what was that time of your life like? Uh, well, I got involved with it because um, we're all from the, the same town here in, uh, in Little Rock. Um, and before they really put anything out, they did one song. Um, it was just uh, Ben Mooney and Moody and uh, Amy Lee at the time. And it was just them, so they didn't have a drummer or anything else. So um, they were at this little little tiny studio that a lot of us used. Um and I had worked with that um, studio before, and then Ben um, asked him if he, he knew anybody that could uh, do drums for him for the song they were going to be doing. So that was um, my first introduction to them. And Ben was a big uh, Living Sacrifice fan who I played guitar for. And uh, so I came in to do drums because I had done uh, studio work, uh, drum tracks for this studio before. So I came in and did uh, the first song that Evanescence ever did was for this little compilation thing that I don't even know if anything really ever happened to that. But um, so that was my introduction to them. So, you know, years go by, they put a demo out with just, you know, drum machines and stuff like that. And then they start doing live shows, but I'm busy. So they have another drummer. That drummer leaves. I have some time. They asked me to do some shows with them. I do shows. Um, then it goes on from there. They go to L.A. and do a record. They come back, and we start uh, rehearsing for a tour. So, I mean, it happens so fast. I mean, <laughs> this this band only played like five shows before they did the Fallen record. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. It is not the prime example of what happens with a band, you know, a, a successful band. It's, it's not uh, at all what happens. I mean, normally it's like, oh, 
you know, you work your butt off for 10 years, 15 years, and then something mm-hmm. might happen. But no, mm-hmm. not not these guys. It's just, uh, <laughs> it's insane how it happened. I yeah. mean, we're on tour for two weeks in a little van, maybe, something like that. And then the record goes platinum. And like yeah. three times in a week or something. I don't know. And then you're on a bus and I'm, it's just stupid how, how fast that happened. Yeah. That's so yeah, crazy. we had some good times and we've had some terrible times. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. You but it's crazy. Play, I mean, they're, like... they're kids. You gotta remember these, these were kids. I mean, I, yeah. I was already married and you know, uh, oh. I think I, I had, uh, one or two kids by then already so you know me and the guitar player john lacan we were we were grown-ups you know we had responsibilities and uh <laughs> you're like real adults at this point yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the 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 leaders of the band ben and amy i mean they're in their 20s they're living it up i mean it's brand new for them um so it it's it can get crazy so fast mm-hmm. when you're a young person and mm-hmm. you know the music industry just hands you the keys to the world and says, go have fun. You know, crazy stuff happens. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, yeah, we had some fun. Do you still play like, you know, drums or guitar or anything or? Yeah. Yeah. I still play guitar all the time. Um, uh, 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 the video game stuff, uh, it's all guitar. I'm still, even though I don't play drums as much, I still program drums like, every day still um cool. and I, I still play but just not as much i mean i just just because i don't have to because i can just sit there and program it and it's exactly right. what i would have done if i was sitting behind the kid you know mm-hmm. so Absolutely. But, but as far as guitar yeah i play guitar every, every day i'm still playing awesome uh, not a lot of band stuff i don't do a ton of band stuff i might do two shows a year mm-hmm. um i still enjoy you know collaborating with uh with other artists and stuff that's that's always fun that's awesome yeah <laughs> and those i mean i think the the main time you were in the band i think those two albums like one sold like 17 million records and one was like seven million records so they're modest hits yeah so, um well, after after that, you uh, like we talked about earlier, is you and John Lacomp, y'all were in Machina with uh, Phil from um, uh, Future Leaders of the World, and then yeah. uh, then you did uh, We Are the Fallen, and and, and, you, and Ben was with you with that too, right? It was you, yeah, you, yeah. him, and John Lacomp, and then some other people I forgot, and um, <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, so um, with those two bands. Um, you know, not not talking musically, obviously, but just how how did those bands differ than Evanescence? You know, the the huge big monster that Evanescence became, and how did like, um, you know, how did you start those or get those? You know, get involved with those. Uh, well, John had um, begun working with Phil uh, Phil Taylor of Future Leaders of the World. They 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 started working together while we were still in. Um, Evanescence, and they had another drummer, and then they would uh, be recording and uh, doing tours uh, when we were off or whatever. Or they might have started touring after um, John and I were out of uh, Evanescence. Um, 
and then that drum didn't work out. So I had already done drums on all their um, their record they were working on. So uh, John just called me up and was like, hey, can you do this tour? You know, things like that. So we did that. And then uh, that wasn't that fun. Uh, that was not that fun for me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just not my oh, thing. No. You know, it's not my band. I'm, I'm just helping out a friend, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we did Where the Fallen, that was that was as close as we could have gotten to getting back to where we were back in the old days with the Evanescent stuff. And that was a really great time, a great time for all of us. Uh, Carly Smithson uh, on vocals from uh, American Idol. She she was a singer, mm-hmm. one of the best singers I've cool. ever worked with in my life. She's amazing. And uh, uh, Marty O'Brien was the bass player, and he played on every record that you heard on the radio pretty much. Um, he's a studio guy, but played on everything um, out there in LA. So, <clears throat> so yeah, we we had a lot, lot of fun, and, and it was our, our first time uh, back with Ben Moody after years and years and years. I don't know how many years because we actually, I want to say we only actually toured with Ben for maybe six months before he left the band, uh, Evanescence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't that long. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there was a lot of time that uh, you know we'd see him every once in a while and talk to him or whatever but not not like any quality time for many years so that was a lot of fun getting getting everybody back together and, and kind of uh, collaborating the way we really wanted to yeah mm-hmm. so well, I saw that, some, that's one of the best yeah I saw some I think somebody um I don't know if you posted like a video um, for We of the Fallen or someone did and you just chimed in or something, but uh, this is kind of a, a, a an amendment to that question. Um, I mean, ha- have you guys talked about doing – because, I mean, you just did the one album, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I mean yeah. it was – from what I remember, it was – I mean it wasn't like an Evanescence, like 17 million, but I mean there were some radio hits and, um, you know, you guys definitely had a buzz. I mean is it – was it just one of those – uh, and I mean, you wouldn't have to get too deep on it, but I mean, was it one of those just kind of just ran its course or, you know, life took over or have you guys talked about doing more stuff from that project or? Yeah. Well, we, I mean, we really want to uh, do some more stuff. Um, it's just getting everybody's schedule to work mm-hmm. is really crazy. Um, cause John and I are the only ones here in town. Um, everybody else is in LA, so uh, mm-hmm. and Ben Moody just falls off the map. I don't even <laughs> know what he's doing right now. I mean, all of us talk except for Ben. Ben does his own thing. I don't know what yeah. he's doing. <laughs> um, every once in a while, we hear from him. It's just like just random. It's so random when we hear from him. It's, mm-hmm. it's just weird. But we really would like to do something else, and um, and and hate the the way. We had to let it go the last time because after, after we did the record I and mean, we toured the world, the, the record was doing good. Um, it just we had some management and label issues and stuff. It, it was getting real crazy uh, behind the scenes. Not with, not really with the band, um, not so much, but just 
business stuff was getting getting out of out of hand. Mm. But we don't have that problem right now. So I mean, it would it would be a it'd be a cool thing to do. And and we always uh, John, me, John, and Carly are talking about it all the time. Mm. It's just making it happen is a whole other thing. Yeah. But I'd love to. I know we'd all love to. Cool. Well, yeah. I, th- yeah. I think that's all the. <laughs> Let me check. Yeah, I think that's all the. I think that's all the music questions. So now I think we just go into the, well, the horror. I mean, you still do music stuff, but now oh, we're going to yeah. kind of move into horror a little bit more. So, when did you realize that you wanted to be involved with horror, uh, directing and doing scores for it? I hadn't really uh, thought about directing so much, um, but. Um, I had always wanted to do music for movies. It's just I always thought like you had to like go to college and learn how to do music theory and like be some kind of just something that I'm not. I mean, I I I do what I do, and I just thought you had to be something else. So I thought that was just not a possibility for me. Um, but somebody gave me a chance, and it wasn't even for a horror movie. It was for like a silly gangster comedy thing, and uh, I did that and uh, realized I I could do it. So you know, after that movie, I uh, created a, a demo, pretty much is what I would call it. Um, uh, my solo record called Accursed. Uh, I did that as as a demo to show people that you know I could do movie music. Um, so, uh, you, you go there. Oh yep. yeah, we're just listening. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, I was <laughs> like, so quiet. I was like, like no, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna keep going, but it's <laughs> quiet here in a minute. I'm gonna think something's up. <laughs> Well, we're definitely keeping that in there. So, oh my gosh, <laughs> we're just being very good listeners. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh man, that reminded me of uh, Cabin in the Woods when the the Harbinger's telling his story, and he's like, "Am I on speakerphone?" <laughs> Malachi, uh, come on. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's one of my movies too <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah so good so anyways man that story sucked because <laughs> the whole time i was thinking so i'm just talking to myself i'm talking to myself there's no doubt in my mind <laughs> yeah. oh that's funny oh, my God. i mean i think we've all been there though talking to ourselves oh yeah so. oh yeah <laughs> <sighs> well let's uh let's let's talk about the barn um, that was yeah. one of your first big scores back in 2016. So how was, what was that like and how did you get the job? So, um, I did my demo accursed and, um, when I saw the poster for the barn, uh, I, I hit up Justin and I said, you know, if, if you don't have a composer yet, you know. I'd, I'd love to do something for you and um, and send him a link to, you know, a curse so he could hear what I could do. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, he got back with me. He's like, yeah, this is really cool. You know, we, we can do something. And uh, come to find out, he had no idea who I was, which, I mean, that, that's awesome, too. But uh, I, <laughs> I, get a, I get a message later, like, oh, my gosh, you're that dude. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. I'm, I'm like, oh, that's, that's cool. And, like, of course, he's like a kid when Evanescence is out. So it's like this weird thing for him, um, <laughs> which makes it weird for me because it's like, yeah. <laughs> no. But, that, but it's awesome that, uh, that that he was a fan back then and then we're working together uh, on this, uh, on his dream project, you know. So uh, And it's a dream come true for me because I'm – I'm finally, you know, involved in a horror movie. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah, it was, I mean, super excited. And, and the, what's cool is the demo did exactly what I was hoping it could do. And we used like, I think three songs for the barn off of my record, Accursed. Oh, so, nice. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it, were, I mean, it, it could, it couldn't have worked out any better because that's, that's really what you're going for it's like i want to show them what i could do and then you show them what you can do and they're like yes this is what we're looking for so that was perfect and then i just started writing all kinds of stuff after that i mean once once he's excited i'm i'm excited about it so Mm -hmm. we worked on that i mean it was probably we worked on it for another year it seems like we worked on it a year after that um so we had a good amount of time after that. So that, it turned out great. I loved it. Oh, yeah. I revisited that movie um, the other day, and it's just so good. I have to say the music just lines up perfectly, and I love the feeling of it. It's just, I don't know. That movie just speaks to me. <laughs> that sounds it's weird. Also, I don't know. It's, also, it's almost like timeless to me. Like, you know, it came out in 2016, but it feels like it could have come out today, and it would still be relevant. And I don't know. I just, I really dug it. Awesome. We appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it, wait, is it my turn? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is my turn. Yes. Sorry. Yeah, buddy. Turn. I was just sitting here thinking, I, I just thought, I was like, I think Lena skipped Kayla. And then I just looked at it like, nope. nope. <laughs> we are right on schedule. So that's staying in there too. Oh. Um, <laughs> Cool. So, um, ten thirty one. Um, you know, probably, I guess, in your short, uh, whatever you want to call it, scoring career, or whatever. That's probably probably your most recognizable film. I mean, it was. Uh, I well, like we talked about earlier, I I saw the poster on Twitter, and I mean, it it was just all over the place, and. Um, Definitely, I, I think, kind of turned into like an underground hit. Um, and with that one, you did the music and then you also directed a segment. Um, so with that one, what was your, like, what vibe were you going for with the score? You know, were you trying to, you know, channel Carpenter or like, was there any kind of vibe you were specifically going for? And then also, like, what, I mean, how did it feel to direct? you know, a segment of a horror movie. Um, well, when I go into the, into scoring mode, if, if I have a picture to, 
like derive the vibe from. I go with that. I don't like. I don't have a preconceived notion of what it's going to sound like. So hopefully that helps me in that the picture determines what it's going to sound like instead of me going, I, this is going to be a total synth score. You know, I'm going for the 80s or I'm going for the 70s or, you know, really modern. Uh, I, I, I let that determine uh, what I'm going to do. And on especially the same hand slasher, uh, my segment, it went all over the place. So it, it, it did have this, um, because it is a, a strange dreamy slasher segment. So, uh, we could go from a carpenter esque feel to a, you know, the Ouija board scene where it's more like the witch, or something, you know, something along, mm-hmm. along those lines, where right. it's like, like conjuring these uh, images. It's like, mm-hmm. well, I don't, I don't really want to do it. A just a synthy thing on something that that uh, it could feel more natural if I went with all these natural, you know, bangs on drums or these screeching strings uh, from a, a violin or whatever it might be. Um, it's those scenes like that that I let determine what it's gonna what it's gonna sound like. Um, so hopefully that worked for that. Um, and uh, Matt Cannon uh, actually did uh, uh, the Trespassers uh, segment, and I, I thought he did a really good job. He's he's really good um, doing those. Uh, like retro sounds uh, with his scores. So I thought he did a good job with that. And uh, on the Killing the Dance, um, Johnny Holt's segment, he had, he had, I can't remember the composer for that, but he did a really good job on that one too. I was originally going to do all the scores, um, but it worked out that um, the directors had somebody they like to work with. Um, so I wanted to give them free reign to be as creative as they wanted to be. I didn't want to be like, I'm the composer. So you just leave your guys at home, you know? Yeah. <laughs> although, although I am doing, <laughs> I am doing all of 1031 part two. I'm doing all of that, but not mm. because I'm like taking over. It's just, um, it makes it much more simple um, in the long run. Because I figured out it was a lot more work getting clearance for everything. Like, like Johnny Holt's music for his segment couldn't even be on the soundtrack because I couldn't get clearance for his his composer's music. So I mean, it could just oh, wow. be, yeah, it could be a problem. Um, Cluster. I mean, he was he was to- he was totally cool. It was just I just can't just like start throwing money at. Uh, composers for this kind of stuff i mean there's just mm-hmm. not i would if i could but there's just not yeah. money for that and, and and as far as um directing um i have done some music videos i mean and those are fun um but it wasn't until uh zane hershberger he was like because i was showing him you know uh 
my music videos. And he's like, man, these are cool. Man, you ever thought about like directing a movie or anything? And, and this is before we even had the idea of 1031 like going. Oh, wow. We were actually, we had a whole nother idea before we were doing, <laughs> before we were going to do uh, 1031 that, that Justin and Zane were involved and, and I was going to score it. It was a, a feature that we were all going to work on together, but it, we just couldn't get together to, to make that happen. So, you know, I had another idea. Let's do this anthology. It made it way easier on everybody. 20 minute segments, lower budget, things like that. It just made more sense. But I showed them uh, my, my music videos and, you know, and it just put that idea in my head. Why, why don't I try yeah. to do that? I mean, if it's only 20 minutes and I'm not a, I am definitely not a writer. I, I am very upfront and honest about that. I'm not a writer. <laughs> I can come up with an overview of like cool, a cool story to do. Like, hey, let's mm-hmm. let's do this movie where this guy has a, a mask on and there's a <laughs> possession thing. There's a suicide, or, you know, all this yeah. crazy stuff. I mean, that's why I don't know if it makes any sense to anybody. <laughs> no, totally. No, I'm the same way. But it's a cool music video, right? Right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's how that came about. If he wouldn't have suggested that, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even thought about it because I, I, I never thought I, I would be like good enough to do that. So I can do music all day. I'm very confident. I, I can do whatever you need. I can make it happen. But directing, oh my gosh. <laughs> directing that is why I'm not directing a segment on the new one. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to ask about that if you're doing one on the, the next oh, one. Oh my gosh. I, I really don't want the headache. That's the only reason. Yeah. That's yeah. The only reason. I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine. Man, I've, I've, Oh, I feel for these guys. That it, it's a, it is a. If it was a bigger movie, it, I can see why it's so much easier. It's like you get a director attached, and then there's all these other people that take care of the stuff that the director doesn't want to mess with. Yeah. But we are it. That's all there is. There's a, mm-hmm. there's a producer putting it together. You're the director. So now you're the director. You have to either write it yourself or get somebody to write it, do all your scheduling, do all your own casting. I mean, there's, it's only us. That's, that's all. It's, it's, it's tough. I mean, and there's not, I mean, our budget is so small. I mean, it just takes care of enough, like just to get it done. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's because we love it is the only reason these things can happen. It's definitely not to make some money. That's for sure. Um, but I think that's what makes it cool. I mean, we, yeah. we shine a spotlight on all these directors that you might not have heard of, but have done some awesome stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they, I mean, they get to come in and just, it, it's all down to it. Make a story based on Halloween. It's it's Halloween, mate. You can do anything you want. It just happens on Halloween. That's all I ask. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and then you just go have fun. I mean, that, that's because if it ain't if it ain't fun, 
it's too hard to do. And I can attest to that. I did it myself. I wouldn't ask mm-hmm. anybody to do something I, you know, that I wouldn't do myself. So I, I, I did it. I know it's tough. So I don't blame you if you don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and that's just really cool because I feel like a movie like this sounds like it gave you an opportunity to discover something that you never thought that you could do otherwise and a different way to be creative. Um, and then now it's got a part two going, um, yeah. which is amazing. Uh, can you tell us, I know you've mentioned a few things about the project, but um, can you tell us anything more about the project? And also is there information on the Kickstarter campaign for this? I'm hoping to have, um, we'll be doing an Indiegogo and, and we're hoping to have that, the fir- hopefully the first week of February will be ready to go. Uh, nice. I was I was ho- I was hoping to have it already, like pretty you know soon after our announcement. Um, but it's it's just difficult getting everything together and and making sure our presentation you know it, it has a lot to do with it. Not if I rush it too much, then it's like your presentation could actually make or break your campaign because if it looks like you you did do it in an hour then maybe nobody's gonna give a crap about it <laughs> absolutely yeah you want to make sure you stand out on such a big um platform you know that's really yeah, cool. yeah 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 i mean i mean if if we get a buzz about um you know the 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 new movie coming out you know you want to capitalize on on that but but when you're gonna have eyeballs on it make it look cool you know i mean you know, do it as as well as you can do it, and that that's all I want to do. So I, I think it's going to take me just a little bit more time to make it, you know, make it cool. And I'm terrible at those little those video things. I, I can't stand yeah. them. Um, I, I have to make myself do it. I mean, I have to do those things like at least fifty times because I just I just hate it. And I'm doing it myself. I gotta set the camera up. I have to light it. I have to. <laughs> it's oh, like, wow. oh, that was a good take. Nope, out of focus. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> it, so. it is hard to get it ready for something when you really love the project, but there's so much building up to it. Where you're like, I don't really want to do this one little part, yeah. but I know I need to to get this done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's so hard. Um, but yeah, it's like you'll have it up soon, so people can look out for it. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, once you have the uh, Indiegogo page up, just you know, shoot me a message and we'll put it up on our socials and stuff. Yes. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so we've mentioned uh, the 1031 sequel. Um, on your IMDb page, you have a lot of projects that are either finished or post-production you know, post and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, we can keep it narrowed down to 2019 if you want, but like what – what can fans expect from you in the near future? Like what, what projects do you have either already finished or close to finish or whatever? I don't know. I need to look that up myself. Let's see what, let's see what I got. You're a busy man. Yeah. <laughs> Let me see what upcoming projects. Let's see. Cause I forget I book, I book stuff all the time and, and it takes so long for these movies to get made that it's like, you might have done hey, it like you, two you years ready, ago. Ready, yeah, it's like, hey, we're uh, we got picture locked. Uh, when can we uh, expect your you know your score or whatever? And I'm like, oh crap, what what movie is this? Uh, this. 
Let's projects in development. Let's see. Bone Jangles Two. This is not, so fun. Not, I love not, this. Not, not, not real soon for that one. Uh, <laughs> inverted. Uh, we were actually talking about that today. Um, Tristan is is doing a, a segment on Ten Thirty One Part Two. Uh, Tristan Clay, and uh, so uh, I'm I'm on the score for that. Uh, his movie Inverted. Uh, so we were just talking about that today. So there is a schedule for that. So yeah, that should be done this year. Out of the fight, not happening real soon. Uh, Wicked Ones, that's in in pre-production right now. So nice. Look, yeah, that, that's 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 coming along. That's going to be awesome. In his name, no, no, I don't think that that was. That's what sucks about this. Sometimes it's like, man, I know y'all y'all didn't even get funding or nothing for this movie. Why is it still on my IMDb? Because <laughs> um, you have people like us asking about it. <laughs> but hey, hey, I hope they do get funded. I'm, I'm ready to work on these projects. I yeah. mean, because they would be cool. Like this movie, Out of the Fight. I mean, that could be a cool movie. It's just, it says their budget is four point two million dollars. Good luck with that. Sure. Wow. Yeah. Is Dwayne Johnson uh, back in this project? <laughs> <laughs> Just call him up, no biggie, right? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll call her. Get this done. We'll add him on his Twitter about it. <laughs> um. But I, I did just do that um, the short film for Jennifer Nangle uh, that night. Uh, that's been getting some good reviews. That I, I actually like that. Um, it's a it's a short film, and it turned out really good. Mm. It was rough at first, but then it's like once the music gets on there, I, you just I forget sometimes how how much music does for for a film. It, it's crazy. It's like night and day. Like seeing it before music and then seeing it after, it's crazy. Um, and close calls is out now. Cryptids that's coming up soon. Um, yeah. That that is in the works. Um, a lot of that has been shot. Uh, two of the segments have been uh, scored. And let's see what else. That looks a uh, maniac farmer. That that'll be out pretty soon. Nice. Ooh, I like that. That sounds really yeah. fun. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean that, that looks like a, that's about it. There's like five titles in development, and really only only one of those is actually for happening for sure. Like this year, um, Bone Jingles too. I hope that I hope that gets. It's uh, funded because he had a hard time on the Indiegogo, and that really sucked. Because uh, I thought he, I thought he had a good presentation and stuff. But I mean, you just never know. You never know on these things. Mm -hmm. I, I see some of these movies getting fifty thousand dollars, and it's like some movies can't get two thousand dollars, and it's just crazy how it happens. Yeah. yeah, a buddy of mine worked on this film. Like, uh, well, gosh, four years ago now. We filmed the whole thing in 2015, and it's still not out. <laughs> it's yeah. just like you know, yeah. It's yeah. So, yep. Them's the breaks right. sometimes. 
It is. It, it, it's just, it scares me. I mean, it's like, my movie could be next. It's like, hey, everybody's excited about this movie. Uh, Indiegogo's out now. Check it out. You get like $5. I mean, it's like, what? Yeah. Uh, you never know. You have no idea. Mm. Well, and worse than that is if you put up a lot of your own money and then nothing happens, you know. That's that's why those, yeah. those fundraising sites are good good call yeah 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 we'll be on the lookout for it oh yeah for sure yeah yeah it's gonna be awesome i'm I'm already seeing these uh scripts come in from the directors and it's this it's gonna be fun it's gonna be a lot of fun that's awesome we're excited yeah yeah we're excited yeah it sounds like you've got a lot of awesome stuff on the horizon and yeah. You're very humble and modest, so <laughs> yeah. you don't see that. <laughs> I don't think you see that a whole lot, but yeah, it's just been a pleasure to talk to you. And um, you can too. you just give us a little shout out where we can find you on social media or tell our fans where they can find you? Yeah, I'm on Facebook and Twitter at Rocky Gray, and Instagram is probably Rocky Gray too. I don't, I don't do Instagram that much. Um, I try to stay on there. I'm terrible at it, though. I, I tagged I you, so Twitter too. Twitter, I can't do it, man. I can't stay on Twitter. <laughs> See, I can't tweet. I can Instagram. I don't know why. It's it's so funny how some people are good at one thing and not so much the other one. Yeah, yeah. I'm on Facebook constantly, though. I mean, that's where all all my business is. All my mm-hmm. business comes from Facebook. So that's it's so like interesting. I, I should pay attention to that more than uh, maybe. Maybe I get more business on Twitter if I was on there more. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But it's cool. like that. So Rocky Gray, it, it, you can probably give me on any 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 of those on Rocky Gray. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, we'll definitely be <laughs> sharing all your stuff whenever it comes around, and Appreciate looking forward it. to see what you do. Yeah, um, we'll try to. It'd be cool to have um, like a when part two comes out, have a have a screening in Nashville. Um, yeah, it'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, there's, uh, I don't know if you've heard of it, but Full Moon Cineplex, it's a little bit outside of Nashville, but basically every Friday and Saturday night they just play classic stuff. So, like, we, uh, we'll we host a movie out there occasionally, and we've done, like, Big Trouble Little China and, uh, you know, Freddy vs. Jason. So they just play, like, all the good stuff you grew up on. And so yeah. um, I know they would be down for sure, but... Um, Maybe we'll cross that bridge when it's completed. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Don't hey, that it. sounds awesome, though. Yeah. That we'll sounds awesome. There. Yeah. <laughs> well, cool, man. Well, it's been awesome chatting with you and, um, you know, just kind of reconnecting on Facebook and stuff. And, uh, you know, like Lena said, very humble guy. So, um, Thank you. so yeah, so we'll be looking out for um, all the, I mean, you just listed off like 55 projects you got going on right now. So uh, <laughs> you're, you're very busy and very humble at the same time. So that's good. So, uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, but yeah, for sure. When we get the info on the Indiegogo for 1031 part two, we'll definitely plug that just, um, you know, that was right when I was getting back into VHS. That was one of the, that was actually like the first new VHS I've bought in 20 years. You know, the ones oh, I wow. mainly buy are like the, you know, the vintage, you know, the old stuff. So, right, um, right. So that was right when I was getting back into it. So I was like, yes, <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, we're really excited about that. But again, thank you, Rocky, for stopping by. And, uh, thank ho- you for hopefully, me. hopefully we can have you back on again in the future. 
Let's do it. Awesome. Thank you, Rocky. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Thanks.